Hi, I'm James Hartnett, and I'm dying to go all the way. James, what are you talking about? That's filthy. I'm not being rude. I'm talking about our Patreon account. Oh! <laughs> We're more than halfway to our goal of $100 on Patreon. And as soon as we go all the way to $100, we are going to start making bonus episodes for our generous fans. Episodes that'll make you jump up, stamp your feet, clap your hands, and say, oh yeah. Anyway, so be sure to visit patreon.com slash landlord tenant and help us out. And if you're not able to do that, that's fine. We'd love it if you just rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you very Thank you. much. Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And right here also is your other co-host, Tenant Mike. It's me. Oh, not 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 a great uh, intro there, Mike. Usually you kind of have something fun or uh, some sort of character you do when well, you say hi. It's true. It is true. I usually provide a little um, sort of a, I'm the light to your darkness on this <laughs> show. I've, I've been described that way. Hmm. Um, but this unrelenting winter gloom has got me down, and I don't have anything fun to say, unfortunately. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be honest with the listeners. It is tough. January and February are tough. Yes. Yeah. What, what would it be like to live somewhere where you don't experience this dark hell? Like Hawaii? Yeah. Or... Like, is, your, do you just, is it just a totally better life than what we live in? Do you know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. Sometimes so I do, do think do about this? how our lives would be different if we lived in the Caribbean and we're doing this podcast. Well, uh, listeners know my son Pavel's there in Miami. And, you know, I'm, right. I'm tempted of moving. To, I'm a, I think I am a Miami guy. Here's a question I've never had the guts to ask you before. Okay. You, we all know you're a man of means. You're, um, you, you own this building. You're a landlord. You have several different Cha-ching! business, business ventures uh, uh, under your hat. Now, why would you, a rich guy, choose to live in Toronto during the winter when you could basically go anywhere you want? Um, well, the answer is what I call micro-trips. Micro-trips. Yes. Um, is it like micro-dosing? Yes. Is it like that? Yes. Um, basically, uh, we tape the show once a week, mm-hmm. and that's the only time I see you in the week. Yes. Uh, I ne- I've never seen you outside of this room. Yeah. Um, I do micro trips during the week, so, you know, I'll get a helicopter and go to Turks and Caicos. By, from Toronto to Turks and Caicos by helicopter? Yeah, they have to refuel it in the air. So, you know, I'll go for a night and then come back. So I, I do that all the time. So that's the that only must take reason. Take a long time, like it's, uh, longer than a plane. <sighs> yeah, to, to yeah. It's it's it'll take a couple days to get to Turks and Caicos uh, by uh, helicopter. But you know, it's 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 a lifestyle. Honestly, it's a lifestyle. There is you know wealthy Canadians. It's what we do. Helicopter to, to the Caribbean. Who, yeah. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> well, yeah. How uh, how was your week, Mike? Um, my week was exciting. 
as you know, last week, my week was also exciting. I was involved in, um, I'm shadowing a bank security guard, mm-hmm. hoping to land the job. And I have to do, I think, about a month or two of shadowing a security guard before they actually bring me on Well, I'm, I'm in an official capacity. That's great. And good for you for, for getting some work. It's nice to see you not just relying on the teat of the government uh, well, I'm anymore. Still, they're, they're, they're not paying me yet at the bank. I'm just shadowing. So hmm. you're not exactly... Uh, on the ball there. Anyway, um, this week something exciting happened. I was shadowing the senior security guard at the Royal Bank at Bloor and uh, uh, Young Street, mm-hmm. and he got a call on his walkie-talkie, and uh, he said, um, I'm going to need you to do something for me, Michael. There seems to be a a package and a threatening note in the uh, by the ATM in the lobby. Could you go get that for me? And uh, so I was a little, little nervous, but I thought, you know, I'm going to do a good job, show them what I'm made of. And I went out there, and sure as heck, there was a big like bo- cardboard box package and a threatening note saying, like, uh, down with capitalism. And um, I picked up the box, and it broke open, and I got this white powder all over me. Uh, I didn't know what it was, and I wasn't wearing a mask, wasn't wearing gloves, so it got all over my skin and my face. And I was very scared, and uh, they basically called the, the police and the, the toxic unit, what are they called? The oh, toxicology yeah. people in hmm. ambulance, and uh, they took me to the hospital, and they're testing the powder now to find out what it was. And the results are still not in from the lab, so I haven't been Ooh, uh, must sleeping be st- very much. It must be stressful waiting it for is, that call. It is stressful, because we don't know what, was, what the powder was. It could be anything. So... You- what, like anthrax? Well, that, yeah. It could hmm. be that. Or it could be, you know, Robin Hood f- uh, flour. Boy, oh boy. Did you taste any of it? Yes. What did it taste like? It didn't taste like flour. It didn't taste like sugar either. The thing is, even if it tasted like anthrax, how would I know? I've never, well, that's you know, a good never point. had a spoonful of anthrax. I mean, I guess you could Google what does anthrax taste like. Uh, I'm too fr- afraid to. Uh, well, it does sound like it might have been anthrax. Funny story, though, when hearing you say you got covered in a white powder, when I showed up today, I, I, I had white powder all over my face it's true. You of did a different have, kind. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't anthrax Cocaine. in your Cocaine. Uh, but yeah, sorry uh, sorry about that, Mike, and wish the best to you and best Thank to your you. family, and uh, we'll Thanks. see how it goes. Yes, I hope it's not anthrax, and um, if anyone wants to send me their best wishes or whatever... They can contact the show. Our email address is ltpodmess at gmail.com. Yeah, it does sound like it was anthrax, so this is uh, too bad. But well, to be honest, just, let's look at the situation. It's a farewell show, so be it. Do you think one package of anthrax could take down global capitalism? That's just silly. That's foolish. There are better ways to, to do that, I think. Well, Unless you left a package of anthrax in every bank in the world, good luck. I mean, I guess that's true, but, but I mean, all that really matters is that it covered your body. And I'm not even a, a banker. No. Yeah, what an idiot. They sort of took down, potentially... I'm the lowest on the rung. Murdered a, yeah. a socialist, basically, that, that you, you know... It's brother against brother. Yeah, basically. they uh, they screwed it's, up there. But yeah. that's life, and, uh, yeah. you know, best of luck to you, Mike, and well, uh, you. if today's... If today is farewell, then... Uh, at least I'm spending it with my best friend. Oh, God. Yeah. How was your week, though, James? Did you get covered by any uh, potentially lethal uh, uh, bacteria? 
No, I did okay. take uh, my daily dose of psilocybin uh, mushrooms. So, okay. but that's not deadly. No. Um, no, I had a good week. Um, listeners know um, my business venture, Peckercoin, hit a snag with the quote unquote disaster at Peckerfest when several members of the band Bowling for Soup passed away. Um, so, um, the nice thing is, I didn't lose any money on the Peckercoin disaster because I'm directing all. Uh, all inquiries about lost money to the North Korean government. So I'm fine legally. I don't know any, anybody any money. So really, I'm just sort of not working. I've still got lots of money um, from the initial Peckercoin investments. And I'm just kind of hanging out, looking for stuff to do. Um, you mm-hmm. know, one thing I did this week is uh, <clears throat> my, um, my son Pavel, they're in uh, Miami, I feel like I haven't been the best dad to him in a lot of ways. Um, and the Oscar for understatement of the year goes to oh, very funny. They you. should hire. They should get you to host. Anyway, so maybe I haven't been the best dad to Pavel in some ways. So he has a big school fundraiser uh, at his school in Miami, oh, where he lives. That's exciting. Yeah, Miami Grade School. It's called, <laughs> and uh, they're having a fundraiser. And he sort of said to me, Dad, uh, you know, any way you could help with the fundraiser? So I thought, ah, oh, what the hell, I'll throw the kid a bone. So I'm actually going to release a calendar to help raise money for the for this fundraiser they're doing for oh, Pavel. That's nice and very unexpected for you to be so charitable. Well, that's it's nice. like a fun project for me because, like I said, I'm looking yeah. for stuff to do. So, um, yeah, it's going um, to be a calendar with pictures of me. And have you ever seen the, have you ever seen the, the movie The Full Monty? Yes. Well, that's what yeah. I, I, that worked so well in the movie. That's what I'm doing. So I'm going to put out a nude calendar. Um, all proceeds are going to go towards Pavel's school. I don't even know what the cause is, like disease curing or something. I don't know what it is. But anyway, so yeah, I'm going to be putting out this nude calendar. It's going to raise money for Pavel's school, and it's also going to raise my profile a bit. I'm a bit sick of being known only as a podcaster associated with you. I'd like to be known for you know being the sort of hot naked guy. And by the way, so wait, just mm. I mean, there are 12 months in a year. There are going to be for a children's, for a school, for children, mm-hmm. 12 nude pictures of just you. Yes. To raise money for that school. And it's going to be, that, and you know, it's illegal. No, it's not illegal to put a nude calendar. To show sell a nude a minor, calendar. To I'm not show showing a minor, it to a them. naked man. Twelve not, times. It's not for the kids. It's to sell to other people to raise money for kids. Mike, get your mind out of the gutter, okay? So okay. the kids won't be buying the naked. No, they'll calendar. be selling them. It's totally different. Okay, and by the way, this is not you know full full Monty where it's like oh it's kind of cute and you know because those it, men were not in shape. Those men were pretty gross. Unlike me, who isn't. Yeah. I take. I am a steroid user, and I'm in very good shape. And you know, in the full Monty, it's like, oh, let's put a teddy bear in front of our willy. Ha ha ha! No way. This is not no BS. This is the real deal. The real thing. This is real nudity. You're gonna see everything, mate. So look out for this new nude calendar. Um, well, and buy it. Mark you know? me down for uh, none. I don't want one, and I wouldn't want you to buy one, frankly, because I'd rather. You're not. You don't exactly have the image of the people I'm trying to so who cultivate the, here. Who is the ideal customer for these uh, calendars? Disgusting naked calendars for uh, yeah. Cool men who appreciate uh, another good-looking guy. Uh, beautiful, you know, women who like to jet set. 
And people who like to have fun and like to you have, you have a you have a nice painting on your wall. Why not have a have a picture of a, a nice picture of a nice ripped so body? Cool men, beautiful women, and people who like to have fun. Now, part of me doesn't even want to hear the answer to this question. But do you have any like? Are there like month by month? Do you have? Are the pictures thematically linked to the month? Like, for instance, absolutely. In March, we all know that's the month of St. Patrick's Day. Please tell me you don't have a St. Patrick's Day themed. A uh, nude picture in this calendar. Ding, ding, ding. Of course I do. Um, you know, body hair groomed in a shamrock, fun green hat, and Aww. totally nude. We've. I'm even workshopping an idea of uh, in the winter months. Um, I mean, I don't want to get too graphic or give too much away. Please but, don't. But you know, cold, in the cold, you guys know about shrinkage? Uh, I remember there was a very famous episode of Seinfeld, the sitcom, about this subject. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm even like I'm even trying to make Easter eggs where in the winter months you'll see shrinkage, and in the summer months much bigger. And that's Just stuff like oh, that. Oh, so a fun Easter egg. Yeah. On my calendar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an Easter egg. So stuff like that, and yeah, of course I'll have you know um, a wreath around my. Uh, you know what in the December picture, and I'll what have. What about a- April for Easter, which is ac- more than Christmas, is actually the most important religious holiday in the Christian world. For Easter, is when Christ came. Uh, he died for our sins. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Easter, I'm gonna have bunny ears on my. You know what? Uh, and a yeah, and a bunny tail on my. You know what's below the. You know what? So that's okay. July Canada Day. Paint a flag on my, you know what? Um, really? Mm-hmm. Wow! September. It's like how um, in some cultures they write your name on a grain of rice, mm. like that kind of fine detail. Oh yeah, this right? is going to be like um, who's like a painter who has really famously detailed paintings where you could stare at it for hours and find little new details. Well, there's the guys who do the magic eyes. Um, there is who, who does the Where's Waldo or like no? I was uh, thinking more Salvador, like a famous painting. Salvador like, Dali. Okay, yeah, Salvador Dali. This will be like Salvador Dali. Hieronymus Bosch. He was the original Where's uh, Waldo kind of guy. Okay, well that's what this is going to be like. Yeah, they're gonna. I get. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if in fifty years you go to the Toronto Museum and you'll see these pictures up, and people are going to be staring at it, going, "Oh, I didn't notice this detail. Oh, look at that. You know, there's bunny ears on his pe- penis." You know, you think you'll you have what it takes to be in the Toronto Museum? Yes, I do. Oh, actually, interesting, interesting. Well, I can't wait to hear more about this calendar and how many copies you sell. I can't either, and I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> this pays for my retirement. Frankly, all right. Oh, anyhow, um, oh, time is really getting away from us right now. Do you think we should um, just get right into our segment for the week? Let's do it. So this is a segment that's going to be fun. You know, it's winter, everyone's depressed, um, people are writing their wills, and we thought it'd be nice to have a fun, upbeat segment. And this is for the music fans out there. So, uh, James, what does the word sting mean to you? Uh, uh, one of the best rockers of uh, the 20th century. Yeah. Do you know the name of the band he was first in that was famous? The Police? Yes. Now, usually I don't like Police. Law enforcement officers, uh, to me, the police are uh, failed bouncers, Okay, basically, and I do stand behind that. But in this case, the band The Police just brings joy to everyone. They had so many hit songs. They were, you know, the ultimate musical dream. Three white men playing reggae music. 
and they put reggae music on the map. And ju- by good luck, Sting right now is in Toronto because he's here to star in a production of his own musical called The Last Ship. Are you aware of this musical, James? Yes, I've seen the ads on the subway. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. It deals with a, a really exciting subject, which was, I think, the decline of shipbuilding in uh, the northeast of England. Where Sting is from. Gordon Sumner. Oh, that's his name? Gordon name. Sumner? Gordon Sumner, yeah. Wow, sounds like an old man. Well, he is. You um, should change it at this point, because he is. Yeah, Gordon. There. Well, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been looking to see some more media content about shipbuilding and i'm glad that he's he's going there yeah it's about time so this is what this all means is that sting is in our city for the next few months while he's performing in the last ship and you know this is a great opportunity for torontonians to you know spot sting around town run into him shake his hand give him a hug get autographs all that kind of stuff absolutely or see the performance of the last ship which deals with uh, the exciting issue of the decline of shipbuilding. Absolutely. And uh, we have seen Sting around town. We have. And that's why we're going to do this segment right now called The Landlord and Tenant Podmas Presents Sting in the Six. We'll send an SOS to the world. We'll send an SOS to the world. We hope that you all know that. We hope that you all know that. We hope that you all know that. Sting is in Toronto. So this is a fun opportunity for James and I to actually reveal some of the recent uh, run-ins we've had with Sting since he's been in Toronto. Absolutely. Why don't, why don't I go first? Sure. I was uh, at uh, the Harborfront Steakhouse. Oh, yeah. And uh, having a steak by myself. And uh, believe it or not, I saw Sting in there. Really? I did. And uh, he, he came into the he sort of came into the restaurant, very expensive restaurant. And well, came, the guy's loaded. Well, absolutely. And uh, he, he said, excuse me, everyone. Excuse me. I'm sorry to interrupt your dinners. And everyone turns and looks. And he's like, has anyone seen my base? I can't find my base anywhere. Oh, God, he needs that bass. Yeah, he said, I need it. I'm a bass player. So everyone in the restaurant goes, oh, Sting, absolutely. So we're all looking around, looking under the table, looking, under, you know, everywhere, looking in the bathroom. Everyone's searching for the bass. And then I uh, I say, hmm, that's interesting. Sting has a strap across his chest. What's going on there? So I go, hey, Sting, what's that, what's that strap on your chest attached to? And he turns his head. The bass was on his back the whole time. No! Yeah. Yeah, that really? happened. Yep, two weeks ago at the Harborfront Steakhouse. Oh my God! It? What happened? Did everyone laugh? Everyone it's- laughed, and he was like, "Oh my God, I'm getting old, man. I I can't believe it was just there. Uh, it was crazy." That's nuts. You don't expect to hear that, that kind of story about a man. It's like when you when you misplace your keys. Yeah, he's doing it with a with a bass. The bass, and he needs that bass for playing his music mm-hmm. and writing his music. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's uh, my first run in with Sting in the six. So this week was very icy. There were ice warnings, ice storms, all sorts of schools were closed because of all the snow and ice, and it was treacherous outside. And there I was on Tuesday morning. I was um, getting ready to cross the street at Queen Street, Queen and John, and I saw Sting across the street, and I waved to him. I said, hey, Sting. And as he started walking, he slipped on a patch of ice, and he took a nasty tumble. Oh. It landed right on his bum. Ugh. And, um, I, of course, I rushed over to Sting, and I reached out a hand, I helped pull him up and dust him off, right? Because he's not used to this kind of weather. Mm. And uh, I said, I'll tell you one thing, Sting. 
You may be really good at writing songs and putting on musicals, but what you're not good at is knowing how to find the right boots to wear in these harsh Toronto we- uh, winters. Oh, that's a good zinger. What did he say? He just laughed. You know that yeah. famous laugh of his? He, oh, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, my second run-in with Sting this week was actually when I was in my car. I was driving my uh, Hummer along the Gardner Expressway, and traffic was jammed. And I, l- I look over, and I saw Sting in his car, and he had his window open, and he was listening to Darren and Moe, CHFI, and he's in his car. And he's he, a Darren and Moe guy. He is. He is. Wow. And uh, I just see Sting, and I, I can hear him through his open window, and he goes, "This bloody Gardner traffic." He goes, "It's worse than the M1." Bloody hell, the Gardner! It's just unbelievable traffic. And I, I looked at him, and I went, "Welcome to Toronto." <laughs> and then I drove away. So do you think Sting, because he's in town for a few months doing the last ship, mm. are they not putting him up downtown? Do you think he's commuting from I guess suburbs? he's commuting from Mississauga or Burlington. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he's commuting in every day because I saw him. Oh, God. I know. He's just like us. Mm. Um, so uh, the second time I saw Sting this week, I couldn't believe it. You know, what's more? Name, um, name the, the coffee shop chain you think of when you think of Canada. Second cup. Try again. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Timmy's. Now, I know you're being a smartass there, James. Timmy's is the one. And so I was in line at Timmy's, you know, going for my morning coffee and fruit explosion muffin. And who do I notice is in front of me? Sting. What? Sting at Tim Hortons? Sting was in Tim Hortons, and I thought, this is surreal. This is like a painting by uh, Salvador Dali, who we were talking about earlier. And I, I, I was like, I really shouldn't bother him. He's probably very busy. And I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, excuse me, Sting. Sorry to interrupt, but I just want to say your music means everything to me. And uh, I'm, I'm surprised to see you here at Timmy's. And you know what he said to me? He said, why are you surprised? I love Timmy's. And then do you know what he did? What? Do you know the song Roxanne by the police? Yes. So he started singing Roxanne, but he replaced the word Roxanne with Timmy's. So it was like... Timmy's, you don't have to wear that dress tonight. And he sang the whole song wow. of Roxanne to to everyone in line there. Oh my God! Free concert. You should have uh, Instagram storied that. Timmy's, I did actually. I started recording. He, he oh. knocked the phone out of my hand. Oh, well, I don't so. follow you on Instagram, so I wouldn't know. But wow, that's wild. That's really yeah. cool. That's really. It neat. was really cool. Wow, Timmy's. Okay, uh, well, my third and final run-in with Sting this week was uh, actually... He's all over the place. He's all over Toronto. Yeah. I actually saw Sting in my shower. Uh, hold up. Are you sure we should put this out there? Is yes. This safe for, is yes. it safe to put out there? Okay. Yes. I was at my uh, beautiful home in uh, Hogs Hollow, uh, wealthiest part of Toronto, and um, I get a knock at the door, and I go... Okay, I open the door, and there's Sting, and he clearly hasn't had a shower that day, he's sweaty, he's a sweaty mess, and he goes, uh, Oh God! I'm sorry mate, I can tell you're a man of means by the size of your beautiful mansion, he goes, uh, so I know you're not a weirdo, because you're obviously rich like me, he goes, I've just gone for a jog, and I'm sweating, and I forgot I've got a show tonight, any chance I could have a quick wash up before my play? he forgot. And I said, absolutely. So, he came in. Uh, took his clothes off, hopped in the shower, and 
Now, my, I have a real open concept place, so it's kind of like the shower is just there. It's, it's kind of you can see it from the living room. It's oh, it's kind of a sex thing. Anyway, so yeah, he didn't care. He was not shy at all. He had a shower. I he doesn't I, strike me as a shy guy. Oh no, 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 you know? and he has no reason to be. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah. So that was my last run-in with Sting this week. Did you? I, did you watch him while he was washing? Yeah, himself? it's an open concept house, Mike. You can see everything. Did you make eye contact with him while he was? No, I stared at his feet. Yeah, of course I made eye contact with him. Did he take a long time in the shower? Like, is he a quick rinse? Oh he, no, uh, this was like thorough? an hour. Really? Yeah. So he meticulously. Let's just washed. say he's got a lot to clean. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. It, I'm okay. not surprised it takes him longer than the average guy to shower. Right. Yeah. Wow. Let's just say I had to go buy, uh, you know, refill my soap after that because it was all oh. used up. Because I know. just saw that the uh, listenership among uh, among the female listeners just spiked. As you were telling that little anecdote. <laughs> well, James. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, sadly, we've come to the end of our uh, segment called Sting in the Six. So here's my last run-in with Sting. So I was standing in front of the CN Tower the other day. Um, what, just looking at it? Yeah, I just go there to look at it. Okay. Sometimes. And who should walk by and, and tap me on the shoulder this time but Sting? Right? Wow. And he remembered me from Tim Hortons. Oh, yeah. And he said, hey, mate, good to see you again. Um, would you mind doing us a favor? Would you mind taking a selfie of me with the CN Tower? Oh. And I said, of course, Sting. Two of my favorite two of my favorite guys in the same shot, the CN Tower and Sting, of course. So I took a, a bunch. He posed. Very photogenic man. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I gave him back his phone. Said, so so cool to have you in the city. Um, glad to be of service. And he said, no, no, thank you. Thank you, Michael. And he shook my hand, and he left a wad of bills in my hand. Oh. I'm not joking. And as he walked How away, much? I, he, had, he left me $10,000 in my hand. What? He left $10,000. Wow. And I ran after him, and I tapped him on the shoulder, and I said, Sting, honestly, I appreciate the gesture, but you don't need to do this. You don't need to pay me all this money to take a selfie. I would have done it for free. And do you know what he did? What? He just looked at me in the eyes, he chuckled, and he kind of like slapped my cheek very lightly and said, run along and be a good boy. Wow. Can you believe that? That's nuts. And you, and that must be, that, you really need that money. You haven't worked in months. I haven't worked in months. And you, and you know what? You owe me a lot of rent. Yeah. So you can give that directly to me. Maybe I shouldn't have told this story. Well, you can pay your back rent and then that'll cover some future rent too. So why don't you just give it all to me now and... Okay, I'll do it. Thank you. Okay, and that's the segment, Sting in the Six. That was fun. That was fun. Well, before we um, quickly uh, take a break and go to our guest, by the way, we just want to say thank you to people who uh, donate on Patreon. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you so much. That's so nice. we got to you know, rent the equipment, hosting. It would be amazing someday to pay our guests. Imagine. Oh, God. That would be, be really cool. That would be the dream. right now... Mm, it's, no. uh, that's not happening. But one day, not I would love to if our Patreon got high enough. Yes. I would love to do that. So it's uh, patreon.com slash landlord tenant. Okay. Great. Um, okay. Well, why don't we take a break and come back with our guest? Yeah.
And welcome back to the show, everybody. Sit down and shut up, because we've got a crazy one for you. Whoa, that's very intense. I'm experimenting with being more assertive right now, and um, if listeners like it, let us know. <laughs> okay, well, um, we have a guest here, Mike. This is very exciting. We do. Ha! We've, we've decided it's time we had a rocker on the show. A rocker. You know, we've, this podcast is on episode 90. We've not had a rocker yet. No. And it's time we did. We've had basically every other person except for a rocker on that's right so we thought it would be fun to ask robin hatch to be on hi robin hi how's it going good thank you so much for coming to mike's apartment thanks for having me thanks for being on the show and injecting um our listeners ears with a big dose of rock (laughs) you and do you we're here in mike's terrible rundown apartment sorry about the smell and um as a rocker do you do you sort of gravitate towards like, you know, a place like this? Is this kind of bohemian, you know, kind of like a, a crazy apartment? That Yeah, yeah. This is pretty close to what I'm used to. Cool. Messy apartment. and Even if you're a true rockers, even if you're loaded, you still live like you're destitute, huh? I think so, yeah. Mm. I heard that Steven Tyler lives in a cave in California. Like he doesn't even have running water electricity or anything and he for his bathroom he just uses like a hole did you did you know <laughs> I've heard about that, that too i've heard that too i believe that i've heard that he is completely bonkers and has two completely separate personalities so maybe one of them lives in a cave but yeah that, it checks out i mean he certainly looks like a caveman yeah, like wild <laughs> earrings and big old lips and <laughs> <laughs> wait you think cavemen have earrings Huh, I guess I do, yeah. Uh, Earrings are the oldest form of art. Um, but Robin, you, you, you are our first rocker. I'll just do a brief, um, uh, read your, a brief resume of yours. You've played in all sorts of groups and bands. You have a solo career. Uh, uh, you've played in the band Dwayne Gretzky, uh, <laughs> Our Lady Peace. You've played with them, Rural Alberta Advantage, uh, White Horse. You, you're an accomplished rocker, and, um, you know... This is a world I know nothing about. Yeah, and we should say, like, let's mention, too, um, I'm going to mention it again at the end, but you have an album coming out. Oh, yeah, a solo piano record. Ooh. Um, check my social media for more information. Yeah. Do you think, now, a piano is your main instrument, right? Yeah. You're not a guitarist? No. Especially. Do, do you hate guitars? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> do you think the piano is the, better, is the best instrument, though? Are you biased that way? Yeah, I do think piano's the best instrument. Well, I mean, real killer question so far. So, Robin, <laughs> what got you into how how did your music career start? Like what what got you what got you going? Like when did you realize like, oh shit, I'm really good at keyboards? Uh when I was taking lessons when I was 6 oh, and man. my brother who's 7 was also taking lessons, but I got put on a higher piano book than him. Oh. And that's when I knew. <laughs> Did your brother flip his lid and go berserk because he was jealous? He switched to cello. He's He stopped playing piano shortly after that. Oh, my God. Did you go to... So so <laughs> you, you realized you're really good as a kid. Started rocking with bands, I guess. We got into really intense classical piano training. and Whoa, uh, really? Yeah, and then I went to, I quit music, went to school for English, and then I could only find work at Second City um, after graduating because there's no jobs for English majors. Yeah. 
Mike right. knows that all too well. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, oh, so so you did the the pl- playing the piano at Second City. Yeah. Oh, so when they're doing improv and it, you have to like kind of play to what they're doing. Yeah, but I was at the training center, so it was all introductory, like early stage improv Ooh. underscoring. Can you imagine how insane it would have been to play piano while John Belushi was doing a skit <laughs> back in the day? That would have been nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I bet when you're watching, I mean, no offense to them, but I bet when you're watching entry level Second City class improv, it's not quite as good as. Uh... Are you asking if a beginner is as good as John Belushi, James? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Or Robin, was pro- Robin was probably like, oh my God, and then playing the piano because some, some of it must have been rough. It's more of a challenge when you're not sure what to play underneath, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Been... Like, is this, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So then. After Second City, how did you get with uh, how did you get, get with Our Lady Peace? Um, so I played in a cover band called Dwayne Gretzky, and we sang backups one night with the Arkells, uh, who are a Hamilton-based rock band, and they their drummer knows Jeremy Taggart, who's the Our Lady Peace drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Our Lady Peace was looking for a girl keyboard player because guy keyboard players are weird in their words. Um, wow. Yeah, so... Is that true? I mean, I think all keyboard players are weird, and that was just... I don't know. Interesting. That's really weird. Yeah, so I was the only one that they knew, the guys in the Arkells. Um, and OLP, I guess, didn't have a massive vetting process. They just looked at my Twitter and saw that I played piano and called and said, you're hired, basically. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. It was sweet. Yeah, I didn't have to audition. Oh, they didn't want to. Make- That's amazing because they're a, they were they're like a big band. Yeah, I think it's good too because I would have been probably way too nervous and lost the job if I had had to audition. Did you get any inside info on some of the the songs that OLP did? Who is Navid? <laughs> it's one of his friends from high school. Holy All shit! Right. I, you heard I, it here first. Nuts. Or I think that's on Wikipedia. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell does Superman is Dead mean? Was that about 9-11? <laughs> oh, my God. I could have predicted it. Um, Maybe it did predict because it would have been out before 9-11. Yeah. Holy crap. I think he was just running his mouth off back in those early days for <laughs> lyrics. Like, All right. Didn't give a shit. He, was do- <laughs> I, he did a lot of like wild vocal stuff. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, like, right? Yes. All that stuff. Famously. Can we circle back to something you mentioned earlier that um, there is a perception that male keyboardists in rock are weirdos? <laughs> I'm trying to think of some of the greats, and maybe we can can go through them one by one and, and decide whether they're weird or not. Rick Wakeman, who's that, he? Probably weird from Yes. He was oh. in. He wore capes, and he had that wonderful long blonde hair yeah. of his. Uh, he wore a cape. Probably a weirdo. Yeah. Did did Yes do Owner of a Lonely Heart? Later on, they yeah. did. Uh, yes, but that wasn't Prime Yes. Prime Yes was like prog music, yeah. right? I think Owner of a Lonely Heart was what Trevor Horn era. Yes. Oh, wow, right? you know a lot about Yes. No, I just you know I just picked it up <laughs> off the street. No, that's cool though. You know, uh, you know the Gowan song. Um... Gowan, another one we can. Talk yeah, is about. he a, is he a keyboardist? I love. Yeah, Gowan. I'd say he's weird. Probably he is super weird. This... He, he yeah. wears a cape too. I I imagine he probably does. The Moonlight Desires video is really worth watching. 
it's a lot of Native American imagery and uh, he's on like a, I think he's on Chichen Itza and there's like his face gets faded out and an owl appears. Like it's, it's that's wild. Cool. But th- that's a guy from Yes sings on Strange uh, Moonlight Desires. Really? But I don't know who it is. I don't know enough about Yes, but it is a blonde man. So as, as a oh Canadian musician, keyboardist, has Larry Lawrence Gowans playing influenced you? I think so, yeah, because it's it's rare that you get a chance to play a bit tastelessly and sort of play all over the place, and Gowan does that really well. Really? It's tasteless, you think? I mean, I don't know. It's tasteless in the way that people... Tastes good to like, me. Yeah, like Elton John, <laughs> uh, if you try and play like him in, in a session, somebody will say, stop playing like Elton John. Oh, interesting. Just play one chord. But, Why does he jump all over the place? Different uh, voicings and uh, yeah, so little... much, so many eighth notes. Uh, I see. So mm. when it's a keyboard player front and center, they usually get to play more than the average player. Mm. Right. Plus, as a touring musician, he kind of got the best gig there is. Uh, like landing the singer of sticks position, <gasps> right? Guess what, Robin? In July, I went with former we former uh, t- attendant of the building, Phil Moorhead, and I went and saw sticks. It was the best. I heard, yeah, it and at the amphitheater, right? That's right. And guess, guess, so we're watching sticks. I'm like, oh, these are probably gonna be these old guys. They're all like looking great. Gowan, I don't know how old this guy is, he's ripped. And he was dancing on the piano, Robin. Can you believe that? That's cool. No, I'm not even kidding. This is not a joke. That's why they call him Canada's Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> and a, not a joke. He's He's got to be 65. He looks buff, and he's dancing on the piano. James couldn't stop I talking. I can't believe it. He was ranting and raving about how great Gowan so was. So it was a closed lid on the grand? Then? <laughs> it was like, yeah, no, I don't even know. Like, it was a small space. That's the thing. I wouldn't even, as a really buff person in his mid-30s, I wouldn't even dance on this thing. Anyway, have you ever done anything wild like that? Dance on the no, Man, barely dance. That's a bold on move, a riser, right? Yeah. Here's <laughs> a question: What's the most fucked up thing you've ever done on Mike. stage? Have you ever hit an audience member with a mic stand <laughs> or one, spat on the crowd? One time, I gave the finger to an audience for for not clapping. Oh, uh, cool. it was like a corporate gig. Oh, and everyone oh. in punk and yeah, nobody. In the audience noticed, but everyone in the band noticed, and I had to call everyone and apologize the next oh, day wow. for not being a team player. Yeah, was it? Uh, are you allowed to say what corporation it was? It was a liquor reps birthday party at the Mod Club, so you can picture the kind of audience that was there. Was it Captain Morgan? No, no, I think it was some kind of <laughs> beer. All right, wow. I didn't sign anything, so damn. Say. Um. To get briefly back to Gowan, do you, are you is, are you comfortable with us talking about Gowan a bit more? Yeah, I am, and I know the listeners are too. Well, a lot of our fans are Gowan heads. Um, as a kid, I play. Uh, I wasn't ever very athletic, but I did play uh, little league baseball. And before a game, I had a ritual where, as I got suited up and put on the like the jock and like the baseball pants and the baseball shirt, to psych myself up. I would play Moonlight Desires by Gowan and like get all suited up and like pumped and like get in like game mode by playing a very ethereal song. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. It's kind of like Lose Yourself, you know, similar, you know, well, pump exactly, up music. but a Canadian version. Yeah, I do yeah. that with Mr. Roboto sometimes, which is still in the Gowan universe now. So oh, certainly they is. played. Yeah. You know what's? Cr- I mean, I might have said this before on the podcast, but they played. 
Mr. Roboto when we went, and someone said they haven't they, they went for twenty years without playing it. I'm like, imagine how pissed you'd be. You see sticks and they don't play Mr. Roboto. Did they play Come Sail Away? Oh yeah, okay. it was amazing. What were their other big Renegade? That was amazing too. (laughs) So you mentioned the E word before, Elton. (laughs) Elton John. Uh, I'm going to mention another one uh, who plays piano, Billy Joel. Mm. Now I heard that Elton John and Billy Joel had a have still a feud. I think really because they did a tour together, a double tour where they both played like a double ended piano, like a grand piano that had two ends on it. And um, during the tour, Elton John uh, made Billy Joel angry by telling him he should stop drinking. And Billy Joel was like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. And then they didn't speak wow. for a long time. And then Billy Joel in the press was like, Elton John, by releasing new music, he's basically like ruining his legacy. I am never going to release new music, only doing my old hits. Wow. That's interesting. Do you think he has a, do you think that's true? It is weird when, when like, People are still releasing music when they're well past their prime. I don't know. Um, yeah, I believe that Billy Joel probably has a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> I had tickets to that tour, but it got canceled because of SARS. And then oh, uh, oh, they so never awful. did the tour again, I guess, because of what I you think just said. I think because they were at each other's throats. Wow. Yeah. That's Too wild. Bad. That's a crazy story. Is, is, do you like Billy Joel? He seems yeah. very divisive. Yeah, of course. Because I guess he's pretty cheesy. But he is good. He's cheesy, but I think. Did you guys read that Chuck Klosterman interview or article that came out in that? It's just this essay where he says that like Elvis Costello's cool and Billy Joel's not cool, something along those lines. Mm, I but didn't. I, I think Billy Joel's really cool because mm. I don't know he he's well, inspired by Beethoven and stuff. Like for a classical music head, when you hear about Billy Joel, it's like, oh, this is the coolest guy I've ever seen. Or heard. Mm, I don't know. That's Didn't cool. Did Joel release a like a classical work? Yeah. Is it good? I've never heard it. I'll ask you as an expert. I think so. I learned about it from the <laughs> musical Moving Out. That <laughs> was like a lot of the interstitial music is music from this. I think it's called Fantasies and Delusions. His classical work. Right. What a bold album title. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think it's pretty good. You'd probably say it's like pastiche if you were a classical guy listening to it, but I, I like it. Wow. I heard that he, because he plays a sold out concert in Madison Square Garden every month. Yeah, um, what is Joel. that? He he takes a helicopter from his house in Long Island directly to Manhattan cool. to a limo that takes him to Madison Square Garden, plays a show, and then celebrities stop by like uh, Kevin James from King of <laughs> Queens or like... Uh, who else has been there? Um, different actors. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear like Kevin James sing a few bars of Don't Ask oh, Me like Why. on stage? Yeah. Wow. Like um, Taylor Swift's guests? Yeah. <laughs> except instead of that, it's Kevin James. <laughs> that sounds good, actually. And then while the audience is still applauding, he's like back in the limo and in the sky back in a helicopter to his home. Wow. I heard Kings of Leon do that with Nashville. Really? Yeah, really? maybe. Yeah, I guess it's like enough uh, six degrees away that I can say that. But <laughs> so that therefore, I think it's fine that Billy Joel does it. If like Kings of Leon can do that. Is that the only like because that's where they're from, right? So that's probably mm-hmm. like their biggest fan base still. Kings of Leon. Yeah. Are they good? I only know that one song that everybody got sick of. 
Sex on Fire? Yeah. I, I don't, I only know that song too. Yeah. What a horny lyric. It's also yeah. alarming because it's, <laughs> if it did catch fire, yeah. I don't know what I would did. What would you do? Poof. I don't know. All those beards. Well, they had so many beards. <laughs> mm. All that fire. I mean, combustible. Um, What's your favorite Billy Joel song, by the way? Both of you. Scenes from an Italian restaurant? Uh, hmm. Um, I guess, um, what's that one? You're only human? I'm only human? When, <laughs> when I was still with Nadia, she played me a lot of Billy Joel. And you know what? One I love that's so cheesy, but I love it. Do you know that song, Modern Woman? No. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's really, really cheesy, but the keyboards are, are wild. Okay. I'll send it to you. Look it up, guys. I'll check it out. Can I change my answer? My favorite one is... Um, it's still rock and roll to me because that's his punk, uh, his hardcore yeah. punk song. That's mm. his best album, I think. Is that Glass Houses? Glass Houses. Yeah. Mm. Now, Elvis Costello is similar to Billy Joel in that he just would like pick a genre and just like dom- try and like dominate it and then move on, right? Except he had a cooler origin story. Why was he cooler? I don't know enough. That's a good question. Is it just that he looked like he dresses better or something? And he came out of the punk era, even though he wasn't didn't stay there for long, whereas Billy Joel had been like a lounge guy or something. I don't know. Oh, I think it might be because Billy Joel was on a major label and Elvis Costello didn't start that way, even though I don't actually mm. know. And I feel like he is on one. Mm. Now they're basically the same. <laughs> yeah. Is Elvis Costello married to Diana Krall, yeah, a Canadian songstress? Oh, and she's another pianist. Yeah. Hmm. Elvis Costello <laughs> likes to have as many wives as possible. Why did, did what what happened? Well, he when he first became uh we can cut this out. When he first <laughs> became successful, I think he was already married. And then when he be, then he was high profile, then he left his first wife for a woman who was in the Pogues cuz he produced one of their albums. And then a few years later... Okay, that's cooler than Billy Joel, I guess. (laughs) Billy Joel probably never... If you played the Pogues for Billy Joel, he'd probably have an aneurysm. And then Billy Joel (laughs) left the Pogues lady for Diana Krall. Wow. And I hear he's trying to marry Ariana Grande now. He's always (laughs) trying to level up. Wow. Wow. Oh, man, Elvis. It's like David Foster. Oh, is he the wife eater of Canada? Yeah, I think he's on number four. Um, But... His most recent one was Yolanda Hadid from The Housewives. Real oh. Housewives. Oh. Gigi Hadid's mom. And now he's married to an American Idol contestant. Wow. William Hung. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Was he the guy who did... Uh, oh, wait. He was on American Idol. Right. <laughs> yeah. What was... He released a song, she too. She Bangs. Yeah. Oh, Robin. No, I was joking. Yes. I'm sure David Foster isn't married she to bangs. William Hung. She but bangs. imagine. <laughs> imagine if that happened. He's a good piano player. Mr. Foster? Yeah. He was on CBC with Sting last week. Did you guys see that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You know, we've been running into Sting so much, I totally missed it. Oh, shit. Can you say who, who's like a, a rocker you met in a concert who you thought was like so nice? You were like, oh my God, this, I had no idea this guy's so nice. Or woman. Uh, noodles from Offspring. You met Noodles from Offspring? Whoa. Yeah. Stop he's the, the lead. Presses. Is he the lead? No, he's, he's not. He's the guitarist with oh, the funny yeah. glasses. Noodles. Yeah, he, he was really nice. Wow, really? Yeah. That's funny to hear because he puts up such a tough public image and you think he's, you know, you always see pictures of Noodles from Offspring flipping off the yeah. bird and, uh, you know, smashing bottles. Yeah. yeah. But he was nice. Yeah, he was really nice. He came up to 
Our Lady Peace, who I was with, and knew them. So, and he shook my hand. That's wow. cool. I think uh, the lead singer of The Offspring has his PhD. I think that's true. In in rockin'? No, <laughs> it's like in molecular biology or something. I I'm think not you're kidding. Right. Dexter. Look it up, folks. <laughs> can you verify whether Dexter has his PhD? I can look at it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the management to ask. Wow, noodles. Yeah. Is he like uh is he a quiet, thoughtful guy off stage? I think so, yeah. Um, he was normal. That's exciting. Like... Mm. <laughs> I once stood in line as a kid to get Sebastian Bach's autograph from Skid Row. Wow. That's cool. Where was that? In Peterborough, <laughs> Ontario. Oh, Where cool. he was from. Oh, he's Canadian? Sebastian Burke, real name. His brother, <laughs> Zach Burke, played oh. in the NHL. Damn, that's very, very cool. Very interesting. True stories here, one after another here on this episode. Can I ask you a question, Robin? Mm -hmm. If you could join any Canadian band, living or dead, who would you choose to join? Uh, Neil Young. (laughs) Mm. Now, we talked about Mr. Young in our previous episode, and basically we mentioned how uh, he left his longtime wife to, to, I guess, marry Daryl Hannah. Yeah. And we were wondering how he, like, if they had been friends for a long time or if he was one day at home in his mansion in California and maybe Splash came on TV <laughs> or what's uh, Kill Bill. Mm. And he was just like, I gotta, I gotta marry oh, this one. Beautiful. Like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Or- yeah, like a suits type, <laughs> type thing. Follow-up question. Would you join the band BTO but yeah. demand that they change the name to BTOH <laughs> with your addition because it's ba- Bachman-Turner Overdrive so you would demand they make it Bachman Turner Overdrive hatch. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't the hatch yeah. go before the overdrive? You can negotiate. BTHO. BTHO. I heard yes, I heard that um Fred Turner is the diva of the group and he demands his own van uh when the band drives around but Randy will go with the band and the crew in the main van. Oh, can you so Randy's giving cool. Up Imagine giving up a chance to be in a band smushed up close to Randy Bachman. <laughs> I know. That's insane. Was, was, was Fred Turner in the Guess Who as well? Is, is, is Bachman Turner Overdrive just the Guess Who minus Burton Cummings? Do you guys know? I don't think so. Oh, I think okay. It was so it's a full side project for, full side for, project. for Randy. Um, this, this is mean, but I remember being a teenager and this stuck in my head. I was listening to some stupid radio station or, I don't know, Q107 or something. And they were like, uh, all right, that was uh, Bachman-Turner Overdrive, or as I call it, Bachman-Turner Overweight. Can you believe that? Now, what a you burn. couldn't get away with a joke like that today. <laughs> Not in this, yeah. That's sizest, and <laughs> I think it's rude for, the, I was probably, what was his name? Who was the guy who talked like this? Oh, the, 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 the what's that guy's Derringer? name? The Champ? Oh, was it Derringer, the champ? <laughs> no, no, remember there, oh, yeah, the, there was like yeah. a, a dumb skit they did that was like, I'm the champ, and it was just all sexual innuendos. This episode is very specifically for uh, Torontonians. Yeah, sorry. Did you know that You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet is about his uncle with a stutter? I have heard yeah, that. Yeah. Is that why he goes like, baby? Yeah, you ain't seen nothing yet. What a lovely tribute to your uncle to forever. 
forever oh. uh, point out his, uh, you know, problem forever on vinyl. You ever meet uh, Randy's son, Tal? No. Because that he had that hit, She's So High. That was a big hit. I hear he's been yeah. just in the studio working on the follow-up oh. to that, and it's from what I understand, it's going to be really good. Oof. I auditioned for Leonard Cohen's son. Oh, which cool. Was, Adam. Was cool. Yeah, with Adam. Have you ever heard his solo stuff? I think I heard one song by him once. Yeah, not sure he got the, the family chops. <laughs> this <laughs> <is> my... <laughs> I've seen now. Have you seen either of you the uh, the big? Uh, there is a mural of Leonard Cohen in Montreal. In Montreal on mm-hmm. Saint on Saint Laurent. Saint Laurent, mm. <laughs> the main. Do you think Adam Cohen will get one of those when he passes away? <laughs> I hope so. Or like a smaller one, right beside it. He's down an alley, just sort of a uh, little less impressive. <laughs> Who played keyboards in um, in the Beach Boys? Was it Brian Wilson? Yeah, I think so. He was a yeah. nut, huh? He certainly he's was still a weirdo. alive, right? Yeah, yeah. He's just hanging on. Yeah. He's Do you know a, what? I think yeah. Dennis was the nut. For oh, really? Forgetting. Have you ever heard his album? Well, he was the Manson friend. Oh. Yes. He and well, I guess they all were kind of creeps. The Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of them. Right? Maybe Brian just has a learning disability. It seems like he's weird. He Interesting. A, yeah, he had a learning disability, but the rest of them were active creeps, <laughs> yeah. I think, weren't they? Uh, Mike Love, yeah. of course. It's funny because, you know, in the pictures of the early days, they look so, like, clean-cut, beautiful they boys. All, they all look like uncles. Like they, <laughs> they look like they're in their 40s, even when they're young, in a way that the Beatles look like young, like young guys. The Beach Boys look like they... Owned insurance firms, didn't they? Yeah, you know what's funny too. Like you know, girl, women, and girls, and men. I don't know. Went crazy for the the Beatles. Like, oh my god, the Beatles! Oh, I want to kiss them. Did people do that for the Beach Boys, or was it more just like this is good music? I think I saw some documentary or maybe read this that the first Beatles things were hired crowds. Wow, that, God! And that's why it was Beatlemania. Like it was all this. So it was like kind of artificial? Yeah, but... It is weird how they, I mean, kind of were were boy band-esque at the beginning, I guess, but then became, you know, the most wildest band ever. Well, it's the same way as, like, it still happens. Like, Justin Bieber began as a manufactured, uh, you know, pop star to to Mm -hmm. make uh, young girls scream, but he developed into a really cool psychedelic musician. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or like the band uh, B44. Now they're putting out double albums of uh, really challenging avant-garde you know, music, stuff. concrete, all <laughs> that mm-hmm, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you like touring? Like when you're with a band, is it fun to go to tour different cities? It's with Our Lady Peace. It was really fun because they were in a bus. Huh. So I think if you're in at that level where the band's in a tour bus, it's awesome because you just go to sleep and wake up in a new city, and they give you like your per diems, which is just cash you get every day, and then say kind of see you at soundcheck. Cool. So that is sweet. Oh, wow. Um, was the bus like high end? Like, was it a cool bus? Was it comfortable? No. No. <laughs> it was like an... It's a U-Haul van, no yeah. seats. <laughs> it was a van that was built for Lilith Fair. Oh, wow. Um, mm. So it was, I don't know, 20 years old, 15 years old at that point. And it was driven by this guy from Quebec named Randy who... Uh-oh. Um, Say no more. Stopped at every... 
<laughs> stopped at every truck stop to get cheese curds. And, oh, oh, no. And then would just drive really fast and slam on the brakes all the time the rest of the night. So you'd kind of be rattling oh, in, the, God. in the bunks. Randy, now you're gonna stop small, eating cheese curds. Small right? space yeah. enclosed with a Quebec man eating cheese. That must have created some stinky situations, I'm just going to say. Yeah, and the bus was, because it was kind of old, it was moldy, so it had to be freezing Ugh. so that you nobody would get a cough. Oh, God, um, man. It's like, what's the mold from like from like 15 years ago? Like Sarah McLaughlin spilled something and it just, the mold yeah, grew faster, from, nobody She spilled some it kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's wild. But that must have been really fun. So like you- It was really fun. And did you tour uh, where, like a lot of the North America or was it Canada or- uh... Mostly Canada because that's where their draw is. Um, but right. they would go through the sort of U of the States down the East Coast and then- through kind of the House of Blueses from Orlando through Texas, oh, and then wow. up in California. What is the what was the best city to play in? What's the absolute worst city to play in as a touring musician? Oh, in your uh, opinion, San Francisco's nice to play in. The crowds are kind of nice. I think Toronto's the worst city to play in. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Bite your tongue. Because the crowds are horrible. Like it, I'm sure it's the same for any type of performance. The the crowds in Toronto want you to impress them and stand. They don't dance. Whenever you go to see a concert here, you see the front people get mad that nobody's dancing, and it kind of messes up their performance. That's interesting. I remember in an interview with Rivers Cuomo of Weezer, him saying Toronto was. The worst place to play, I think, just because they were mean, because everyone would get mad that they weren't playing. What happened cause... to Rivers Cuomo in Toronto? Like, did someone like I, I think it's mug him or uh... maybe, maybe he, yeah, I don't know. I think it was just that you know they they're mad that he didn't play the songs they wanted to play, so it was like negative. Mm. I think he thought it was negative. That's interesting. And, but San Francisco, they dance and and they uh, have a great yeah, nuts. it's like free spirits. You know that hasn't left. Well, James, you dance. Like very hard, you always tell me when you go to concerts. Mm-hmm. You're always like up in the front, shirt off. Yeah, either skanking. in the mosh pit, skanking. Well, I'm moshing or, or skanking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I well, you know, um, since I've been doing steroids, Robin, I'm a big guy, a lot of bulk. Uh, well, on the upper half of my body, my legs are still very thin. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'll go to you know system of a down and get right <laughs> in the middle of a mosh pit. Tell Robin the story about what happened when you were you were all shirtless and you were skanking in the pit <laughs> at the Mighty Mighty Boston show and you were like the oldest guy uh, by like a decade and a bit. No, okay, Tell yeah. The story. Yeah, I was uh, at the Mighty Mighty Boston show shirtless skanking, and you know, I, do you guys ever skank? Because uh, I've seen it on YouTube, but I've never Robin done it. never same, done yeah. yeah same. Well, when you skank dance. You just get lost in the moment, and it's kind of like your time has no meaning. You're 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 one with the movement, you know. So I start pulling off my clothes. I've got my shirt off. I got my pants off. I've got my underwear off. I'm skank dancing with teenagers. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, an hour later, I look up. Show's over. Band stopped playing. Lights are all on. There's just a couple of people uh, <laughs> taping me on their phones, uh, who were like working, you know, the the concession stand, and I'm just naked skank dancing. Uh, you know, I might have been the peyote. <laughs> Did you Isn't find your clothes? No, no. Oh God! Yeah. See, that's what I don't. That's why I, I want to avoid. That's why I don't dance. Um, did Did you like uh, any ska bands, Robin? <laughs> it's weird how just saying ska is funny. Puts a smile on your face. <laughs> is no doubt a ska band. I oh, like no doubt. I like them too. So that, but then, 
I don't know if I knew any. I like that song, Sangeria. Is that Scott? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that song, <laughs> too. Sublime. Sublime. Oh, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Mike, uh, you know a lot of ska bands. Uh, I, I, a couple, yeah. <laughs> I know some. The, the specials have a new album out. Oh, cool. Streetlight Manifesto. Mm-hmm. Cool ska. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like How? classic reggae ska. Oh. How did ska skanking start? Like, wh- what is that? What's going on there? You know? Do people know what we're talking about with skanking? Well, it's, like, the, dan- it's the type yeah. of dance associated with ska music. Yeah. What's I, what's up with that? I think it from Jamaica. Oh, okay. <laughs> I take it back. Because I've only seen white nerds do it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it, it didn't start that way. I see. I was wondering, too, like the rock and roll lifestyle. So you're touring, you're playing these shows. Like, would it be normal for like... Uh, you and the band to like, what do you do after? Do you go to a bar? Do you just like have a few beers in your like dressing room? Like what would be typical? Bag of cheese curds. Yeah. Yeah. Bag of cheese curds in a van. I'm like, I hate going out. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I'm always like, let's get back to the bus or the hotel. Like I want to go to sleep immediately, but (laughs) people usually go to the bar, um, whatever a group of guys do together at night. I don't know. I don't (laughs) ask questions and... Um, <laughs> you know, if they want to get illicit substances, ask roadies or get somebody oh, to, yeah. Are ro- what are roadies like as someone who has not met a roadie? Um, they're the dudes you ask, like if someone's usually, like, they're either really horrified. Like I used to smoke a lot of weed and you'll be in a Bible belt and not know and ask a roadie for weed and they get really pissed and like weird kind of let security know that somebody in the band is asking for weed. Oh my God. What a loser roadie. Totally. But, (laughs) or the opposite is roadies who like, there was one OLP was playing with Papa Roach in Houston. Yeah, it was really cool. And the, (laughs) the roaches, this roadie was offering any drug that I wanted, um, argue or bragging that he couldn't drive anymore because he had, been to jail from killing somebody from a DUI and like that's why oh, he can't drive in a car anymore. <laughs> the ultimate brag. Um, yeah. yeah, but he's out of prison now and can get whatever drugs. Um but Jeez. then he ended up not being able to find weed. So Oh that, all the, talk. the most basic one. Yeah. I can't find weed. Yeah, sucked for me. So <laughs> what are the guys in Papa Roach like? Are they as uh are they as crazy as you hear about every day in the press? <laughs> I only stood side stage for to watch Last Resort, and then I left. I didn't eat them. <laughs> That's the one you want to see. Yeah. Did they also do Smooth Criminal? Was that their funny... No. Oh, it was Alien Ant, Alien oh, Ant was Farm. Alien Ant Farm. Oh, please, everybody forgive me for uh, confusing uh, Alien Ant Farm, <laughs> Farm with Papa Roach. Remember that Alien Ant Farm song, Movies? <laughs> uh, kind of. It was kind of... Name. I liked it. Whatever. Uh, very cool. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Robin, here's a question that I've been... Um, debating in my mind whether or not I should ask you, but now we're talking about rock. Everyone's in a nice, good mood. Um, do you think that Elliot Smith stabbed himself in the heart, or do you <laughs> think that he was the victim of foul play? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm asking you because you're in the rock business. I thought a lot about this this one. Um, I think, yeah, I think he was pretty depressed, but it is weird that he stabbed himself twice. It's mm. a strange way to end it. Yeah. A stab it, in the heart. S- some people think it was foul play. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I went back and re-listened to that, his post, how do you say that? Posthumous album? Yeah. And the lyrics are pretty dark and 
horrible. And like he talks something. about injecting his exes with needles, you know, oh, and God. that's his kind of heartfelt. I think he was that sad by that part. Oh. He was a little bit of a sad sack, mm-hmm. Mr. <laughs> Elliot Smith. And uh, yeah, but if you're sad, it yeah, how do you... Uh, how do you pull the knife out and then and in again? again? You should check out the Miss Misery Oscars performance where he loses to My Heart Will Go On. Um, it's extra <laughs> depressing. And Wait. <laughs> so he was he alive at that point? Yeah, he was nominated for... It was in Goodwill Hunting. And, and he, that, it's he wore a beautiful a white tuxedo, song. I think, on stage. I think... I can't... I can't remember. But it's an amazing performance. And then he loses to like the cheesiest song. <laughs> of course, it was going to win. Imagine the green room at the Oscars that night where it's like Elliot Smith in his white tuxedo, just like staring at his feet, and Celine Dion and Renee. Yeah, who's like 19 when she's like 40. Yeah. Wow. Do you think that they had a conversation? Yeah. Elliot Smith and Celine I Dion? I love your stuff. Maybe. I wonder Don't talk what to kind him. of what he was like. You know, if he was a party guy, really friendly in person. Elliot? Yeah. And it was just behind the scenes that he was kind of down in the dumps. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he was an outgoing kind of guy who'd <laughs> yeah. like, be like, hello, Miss, Miss Dion, big fan of your records. Here's my card. Um, <laughs> an alpha. Kind of yeah, an alpha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he met Billy Crystal that night as well? Because I think that was still during the era um, of Crystal hosting the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you think they met? That'd be interesting. Like, why, why are you wearing that white suit? You look like, uh, what are you, an uh, elephant tusk? <laughs> and everyone would laugh uncomfortably at Billy Crystal's terrible joke. And then Elliot Smith probably was like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> That's possible. I'm just, you know, making things up off the top of my head here. Okay, so why don't we, um, this has been great. Why don't we take a break and we'll come back with the game. And welcome back to the Pod Mess. We're here with Robin Hatch. Thank you so much for rock coming and Robin. here. Oh, Rock and Robin. Has anyone Thank ever you. made that joke to you? Yeah, and it's fine. It's a good one. <laughs> it is pretty good. It's very. I just thought of it in my mind, and it came out of my mouth, and it's um. It's better than Richard Hatch. Oh, oh the, the first f- winner of Survivor. <laughs> oh, that must have been a nightmare for you <laughs> back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially after he. I mean, he was the villain. Of the show, then he won. Then he went to jail in real life for tax evasion. Yeah. Hmm. You don't want to be associated with that kind of guy. No, it's hard for me. <laughs> well, um, you you pay your taxes, obviously. Yeah. Scrupulously, hmm. and you don't have any prison time, hopefully looming <laughs> uh, anytime soon. I'm not evading any taxes. Yeah. I am. I uh, if you, when you when you're wealthy enough, um, you know, taxes really become kind of optional. Um, you know, there's one law for the rich, one law for the poor. Absolutely, uh, it really Thank seems God. like that. And I wish you were behind bars, mm. and I wish we had some sort of like a sort of ear hustle type thing going on where um, you were behind bars recording your portion of the podcast, and um, you know, I would I would visit you and edit it. If I was in afterwards. jail, I would not be doing the podcast with you, Mike. I'd probably uh, be working out all the time and kicking ass. Or cowering in the corner, hoping that you don't get, you know, what's coming to you. Hey, Robin, imagine playing a concert in prison. That's pretty badass when people do that. Yeah. Like Like Johnny Cash did it famously. How come that trend... Metallica did it. I think, well, for a music video anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's maybe they're worried the prisoners will storm the stage or... 
<laughs> yeah. Imagine if Metallica had been like held hostage by a group of like crazy murderers during a concert. <laughs> that that no one wants that to happen. Yeah, but they the they they'd all like Metallica. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if you're in prison. High percentage of them like Metallica. I think Am I if wrong? you like Metallica, you should go to jail. Oh, Mike. He <laughs> thinks it's all key. cacophony. Throw away the key. Oh, yeah. Boy. What band would do well with a cross-section of prisoners? Um, you'd want to mm. get someone like... Who does everyone love? Everyone loves... Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars? <laughs> Michael Bolton? Because there's like the irony factor. Plus, mm. he's got some good hits. Mm. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, sure. Snoop Dogg. Sure, Car sure. Generations. Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any rude band? Prisoners love rude stuff. Like who? Well, um, oh, Eminem. 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 The Eminem. rudest of the rude. <laughs> Mr. Rude himself. Yeah. <laughs> I think he says that in his songs. Like it's me, Mr. Rude. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has that. He's like so many nicknames. Slim yeah. Shady, Marshall Mathers, Mr. Rude, Mr. Rude. Yeah, the swearer. Yeah, <laughs> spaghetti man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Bloodhound Gang. Oh, remember them? <laughs> They're so rude. I bet if prisoners got to see a concert of the Bloodhound Gang, they'd be happy. Mm-hmm. There's a good uh, acapella of their "The Odd Touch" that I think you might like, Mike. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. Acapella on on YouTube. Yeah, of just the chorus. It's somebody. It's them singing it. Every time I hear them, I'm like. Get rid of those instruments. I just want to hear their beautiful voices. <laughs> Isolated. Yeah. You love uh, harmonies, Mike. I love People harmonies. People don't know this about him. Do you like that band Pentatonics? Oh, yeah. Mike blasts. Very I, good. I, when I come in often, Mike's blasting Pentatonics. Blasting Pentatonics and just staring out the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, should we play the game that we promised the listeners? Let's do it. It's time for the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. And there was the lovely theme music. Um, so this week we're playing a fun game that actually deals with the subject of music. <laughs> so we're all raised growing up to believe that um, when we die and we go to heaven, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't go to hell when you die. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awful because you, you don't get to get out ever and you are surrounded by flames. But hopefully if you go to heaven, we were raised to believe that angels play harps on clouds. Just sitting on, on clouds playing the harp all day. So this game is called, What Instrument Do You Wish the Angels Were Playing When You Go to Heaven? Very good, very good. Uh, great game, a game that uh, many people probably remember playing when they were young. Um, who should go first? What would be a fun instrument? Uh, Mike, do you want to go first? Sure, yeah. Um, I wish that angels, when I die and go to heaven, and hopefully I go to heaven, hopefully I don't go to hell, as I said earlier. That's actually my biggest fear. Is, is that you go to hell? Dying and going to hell. That's, That's probably because you're repressing some crime you want to commit. You probably want to cut somebody's well, head off. you can't go to hell for thinking. Things. Yes, you can. Mm, I, uh, I don't know where you heard that, but it's not true. Okay, only an act of evil can send you to hell, not a, a thought of evil. All right, uh, I'd say drums. <laughs> Go to heaven, and there's a guy, and not just any drums. Like I'm not talking Neil Pert, 
uh, you know, drums like that. I'm talking about a bucket drummer. Ooh, like the like stomp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like stomp or like any, you know, busker you see in any city. Mm. Just a guy wearing like gloves where he's cut the fingers out of them. Those are so cool. And he probably has a weird uh, personal history and he just sits <laughs> and plays those bucket drums. And, you know, he's like, you walk by and he has a hat and you throw in some change. Wow. And that's... that is what the angels are playing in heaven. Imagine you go to heaven and then it's just all the angels doing stomp <laughs> on the clouds. That would be pretty neat. Right? A rhythmic treat? Yeah. Hopefully they don't go too late. Yeah. Night. If it's all for all eternity, it might get a bit annoying. Well. Uh, Robin, what, what would you like to hear the angels play? Um, I would like to hear an angel on electric guitar. Yeah. Play, playing the uh, in intro to Wicked Game, like, bam, bam. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. That's so good. That would be cool. That would be cool. It's it would awesome. set a sort of tone, like that heaven's like, like fifties noir kind of thing. Yeah, and it's yeah, funny kind of. Yeah, I, I, or the angels could be like the the guy playing guitar in uh, Mad Max Fury Road. That's scary though. Yeah, but you could do it in an angel way. Like the the angels have one angel strapped up to a big amplifier, and he's like shredding. <laughs> oh my god! But you're assuming that Australians can go to heaven. Because that Mad can. Max takes place in uh, like a, some sort of fictitious Australia, uh, right? Like, I mean, sure, it can be a Canadian then if that makes you happy. Well, answer the question though: Do you think Australians go to heaven? Yes or no? Yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a great idea, Robin. That's An a angel good one. playing Wicked Game on like a guitar <laughs> with plenty of reverb. Yeah. Remember yeah. that video, right? sexy? It yeah. was Chris Isaac and Helena yeah. Christensen, I think. Um, okay, I guess I'll do my uh, what I wish uh, wish um, angels were playing. I wish I go to heaven and the angels are there and they're playing what looks like a flute. So they're like oh do 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 playing That's a nice. flute, but then turns out it's not a flute. It's a blow dart, and the angel goes <laughs> and shoots a blow dart all the way across heaven into my neck. Okay? okay, stay with me here. Then I find out you'd be in trouble. Yeah. Exactly. Then I find out the blow dart was filled with illicit drugs. Let's just say heroin. I don't know. So then I'm like, oh my god, I just got shot with this dart. And then the angel comes out to me and, and was like, trust me, this is for the best. And winks. And then God finds out I've done drugs in heaven. He's like, get the hell out of here, go to hell. And then I go down to hell. And I'm like, this is so much better. Oh, my God. It's fun. You can do what you want. Stupid Mike's not here. And then I spend the rest of eternity rocking hell. Okay. So that's my favorite. That's what instrument. Well, that's, that works for me if you, go, if you spend eternity It works for me, too. Um, yeah. So well, that was an exciting version of that game. Yeah. Very fun. That was cool. Yeah. And I do hope um, you go to heaven, Robin. I hope I go as well. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Um, now, before we go, can we ask... I, there was one question we forgot to, to ask before. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Robin, have you ever played um, in a backing band for an astronaut who's been to space? I have, yeah. I played on breakfast television with uh, my old cover band, Dwayne Gretzky. We were the backup band for Chris Hatfield. Commander? Yeah, the guy who played uh, Space Oddity in space. 
Commander Chris That Hadfield. is cool. What was he like? Really cool. Oh, nice. Uh, he signed autograph. Like he had photos of himself to autograph for all of us. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Maybe, yeah. Some of the guys in the band maybe weren't. They were too cool for for it, even though they got the autographs. But I got like three autographs because <laughs> he. Rockers. That's so cool that he's been to space. It's it is insane. cool, and he did an out of the spaceship <laughs> outside the ISS mission where like spacewalk. Yeah, he had to fix something out like in space. Oh, wow. So would you say? I mean, I would say, but I'm no expert that he's the first rocker in space. Wow. Yeah, I think. A hundred percent. Because I knew him first as a musician, right? He's always <laughs> strumming that guitar, playing. Really, those you knew of him Bowie first songs? as a. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, first got to know him as a rocker. Then I realized, hold on, there's more to this guy than just his guitar that he never uh, puts down. He's also a <laughs> astronaut. Now, what song did you back him up on? It wasn't the David Bowie classic, was it? Uh, no, it was from his album of originals, and it's, it's a. Uh, I guess a remake or a of the song "She'll Be Coming Around the Mountain." Uh, and it's it's called uh, "White Lightning." We're gonna ride that white lightning into space. Oh, white cool. lightning! Now, when I hear that phrase "white lightning," I I think of a I think of drugs. I think of, but presumably he's not talking about um, that. No, it's there's I think a a twenty percent chance you'll die whenever you go into space. So it's wow. Like a, yeah. He beat the odds. Yeah, so it is a really intense experience he's experiencing. That's he probably yeah, about that. the ultimate high. Yeah. Do you think he wrote that album of originals while he was in space? <laughs> while he was like his the other like the Russian astronauts were like Chris, we need you to look at this chart. There's a meteor heading towards <laughs> space like, station. Not now, Yuri. I'm working on my music. <laughs> yeah. Uh mm. one of the things <laughs> Chris Hatfield did was when Our Lady Peace played in Houston, he hooked up a VIP tour of uh, of NASA in Houston, and uh, that's so cool. The astronaut David Saint Jack took us, who's in space right now, took us on the tour. Uh, but he told Shout us a out. bunch of differences between the Russian and U.S. space stations. Like the Americans get their own tiny bedrooms, but the Russians all Velcro themselves to the same wall to sleep. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I guess... Why? I guess I can imagine people on Earth in Russia also doing the same thing. <laughs> They're all about function over form and, like, getting to the solution the fastest, uh, even if there's errors, versus trial and error. Wow. Right. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. So they Velcro themselves to the wall in the, with no partitions, no yeah, privacy. And, and in their spaceship... None of the astronauts can see out. They just put all the supplies on top of them, and the astronauts lie in the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) They've gone all the way to space, and they can't even look at (laughs) the the grandeur of the the universe. That's why. Was it cool to see the space center? Yeah, it was so cool. Oh, wow. And did they actually... Could you notice the difference between the American side and the Russian side just by looking at the module of it? Yeah, it looks like... I mean, you know when you see old Russian equipment in like a vintage store? That's sort of what it still looks like. And American stuff looks more like, you know, current modular synthesizers. The spacesuits are really advanced. But the other funny thing was the International Space Station took a while to be built because 
neither U.S. or Russia wanted to be the female in the docking system. Oh, my so, God. So they had to create an so androgynous... Two, two males docking into each other? Yeah, they had to create like a twisting thing that exactly is this, the same. That's so funny. That's so stupid. Wow. Yeah. wow. I wonder what other differences the Russian side had from the American side. Like, were they allowed to smoke on the Russian side? Can they... <laughs> Uh, can they be openly racist? <laughs> do you think that within... Because he, he's so good at, at PR. Um, do you think that within 20 years we'll be seeing a... Like, Chris Hadfield will run to be Prime Minister of Canada? Because no other... Well, he's already on the bill, right? The is he? The $5 bill, yeah. Oh, is he in the, the suit? The yeah, space suit? in space. Oh, yeah. that's cool. You know what? That's a great point, and he probably will, and I'd probably vote for him. I don't Just know. Just because he's been... I bet he was mad when he saw the the first like uh, bill that he was on because it's like they didn't they told me they were gonna draw in my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thought it was gonna be him on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Send it back to the mint. <laughs> you know, he speaks Russian too fluently. I mean, he would I, have yeah, to. I believe it. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. He's like a god when you go to NASA. Like, really? Yeah, because so few people get to go to space. And the training you have to do to go to space, like, they put you in the bottom of a pool in a submarine for a month, just so to test how crazy you'll go with two other people. Wow. So he's perfectly sane. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. It's kind of neat that, I wonder how a Canadian got in this mix. Well, why not? Well, because we're not (laughs) flying him up there. We were put on Earth to go into space, Canadians. That's wild. So he's probably really ripped and really... He must have, like, perfect abs. Yeah, Chris Hadfield. Probably, Robin? yeah. The uh, the guy who took us around, David St. Jacques, he, at the end of the day, he was like, I'll be right back. I'll, I'm going to drive up in my car to say goodbye to you guys. And like, <laughs> left and drove up in this vintage BMW convertible with the top Whoa, down. And like, stud just, alert. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. Wow. Very clear who the, whatever, this man in the room. Man, astronauts, they have it all. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I suppose that that does it, huh? It's time for us to go into space. Yeah, Robin, um, so how, where and when and how can people buy your new album? Uh, it'll be streaming on March 12th. Mm. iTunes, nice. Apple Music, maybe Spotify. Cool. Um, okay. And then I think I'll have CDs for sale. Maybe. Cool. Amazing. Great. And, and what is your uh, Twitter handle? Robin Hatch, so R-O-B-I-N-H-A-T-C-H. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. You're, you're not only good at the keys of a piano, but you're also good at the keys of a keyboard when it comes to Twitter. <laughs> oh, back at so. you. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Well, um, that's great. Well, I can't wait to hear the, can't wait to hear the album. Uh, thanks so much for coming, Robin. This was so fun. Really thanks. cool. Thank thanks you. for having me. Yeah. Uh, Mike, goodbye. See you, James. It was great to see you here again in my apartment. Here we go. Gonna ride that lightning one more time Gonna ride that lightning one more time Gonna ride it one more time Cause there ain't no finish line Gonna ride that lightning one more time Gonna ride that lightning up so high I'm gonna ride that lightning up so high Gonna ride it up so high Leave the earth and touch the sky Gonna ride that lightning up so high Gonna ride that lightning back to you Gonna ride that lightning up so high
Gonna ride it back to you when my lightning riding days are through. Gonna ride. 